I'm Sofia Yerkshevich, and on this episode of the Ness and My Story podcast, Sean Corrali tells us how a kid from Ohio became a Bruin with help from the Columbus Blue Jackets youth hockey program. I had like Rick Nash signed poster and stick in my room as a kid, and then he was on my team for the Bruins, which uh, was a little surreal. My dad, I think he was a big influence on, on me and my hockey. And as a kid, you, you always want to be like your dad. Game winner, Sean Corelli! You didn't think anyone's thinking about you, and then all of a sudden you're on a new team. There's only one way to, to be at the top of your game. Corelli around Hainsey! If you're thinking about anything else, you're going to be left in the dust. Sean Corelli puts the Bruins up to Cool, chill, collected Corrali has always aspired to play the sport he cherished as a kid. I always knew I loved it. I don't know what it was about it. I just, it was, it just was better than any other sport to me. And I just loved skating and I loved it so much I didn't want to stop playing. It was just kind of the one place that I never thought about anything else. It was just pure joy and excitement. Looking for a bank out in front. It comes, fired, they score! The Ohio kid, Sean Corrali! While the Ohio kid developed his game amidst the excitement of an NHL expansion, he learned the basics on Canada's frozen ponds. First time you put on hockey skates and you just remember, like actively remember learning how to skate and stuff. I guess the first memory I have it would be in Toronto at my grandparents, they had a pond. Sean's mother, Jane Corrali, remembers Sean's grandfather clearing the ice for the boys to skate. My dad would clear the pond with his tractor, Sean's dad uh, would take he and his brothers out on the uh, pond and it, it, that's where he learned. We'd all go out and uh, kind of use chairs to push ourselves around around Christmas time or whatever. It was glorious and Sean would go out every chance he could. At an early age, Sean's family made a move to the Midwest, landing in Dublin, Ohio, where hockey was virtually non-existent. What was life like growing up in Ohio? It wasn't exactly like a hockey hotbed to start. I think I, we got there in maybe 95, 96. I was like three years old. Moved there and the Columbus Blue Jackets were just getting started. Uh, I think there was two sheets of ice at the time. Now there has to be eight and growing. You had some transplanted Canadians, I guess, that kind of, those are who, who we were around when we were in the hockey ranks. Uh, once the Jackets came in about in 2000, it kind of took off a lot more, and um, the youth leagues kind of sprouted up around a little more, and, and kids got more interested in hockey. And before, it was no one really even in schools like when you said you played hockey, it was kind of like like they didn't really even know what was what you were doing. All my friends were playing football, and everyone thought football was cool, and that was the cool thing to do. And everyone is kind of just playing football and like want to go to Ohio State and be on the Buckeyes, or that was kind of the the goal for most kids, but it was tough to, to be the one kid that was just playing hockey and everyone, so I was kind of wondering like why I was doing that or what I was doing or if there was any end goal in sight really. And to me, it was the first thing I tried and I was pretty good at it for, for the most part. I wasn't always the best, but I was pretty good and enjoyed it. I just loved skating. But as the Blue Jackets got more popular and gained some notoriety around the city, it, it really got more popular and kind of legitimized hockey when Columbus got a team, the Blue Jackets. Do you remember cheering for a team before that? And then if not, did you adopt them as your team right away? 
I was a Maple Leafs fan before the Jackets because my parents are both from Toronto. And uh, and the Jackets came and it took a little bit of time. And they weren't they weren't a great team for a while, so it was tough. But the more time kind of went on, I was a Blue Jacket fan for sure, and that was my team. And uh, one of my friends, dad was the assistant coach, so we'd be down in the locker room and got to see a little bit behind the scenes of the NHL and. That was just the coolest thing ever. I knew, like, was seeing that stuff. I'm like, this is, I don't think I'll ever be able to be in the NHL, but if, I would really love to. That's so cool. Yeah. Did you idolize anyone growing up? Yeah, Rick Nash. Looks, trailer, shot, and a goal! Here, shot by Nash, and he scores! I had, like, Rick Nash signed poster and stick in my room. Starstruck. He, Rick, it was Rick Nash. And then he was on my team for the Bruins, which uh, was a little surreal. Rick Nash! Redirects the slap pass from Tory Krug. To have Rick play with him last year, we were all starstruck. He was definitely the, uh, you know, the star in Columbus growing up. Does he know that you idolized him? Yeah, he does. Talk <laughs> it's a little like, embarrassing. What did, what did you? How did that conversation go? Like, hey, dude, I like loved watching you play, or what? what yeah, was that? I think like he would like know through questions reporters would ask. I don't know if I ever like told him directly, but eventually, I think. We, we, we said something about it, but you know, a reporter would ask a question that would be like me being a big fan of his. And then I think it got out in the media a little bit and um, got a little bit of slack for that, but it's all good. I'll take it. The NHL's expansion to Columbus, Ohio in 2000 sparked the increase of youth hockey programs throughout the state. If you look back on it, and it's it's a lot more special now. Um, I mean, playing 10 minutes away from home and practicing with guys from Dublin is is, is pretty special. And what they have going with the AAA program is uh, is pretty incredible. So um, I mean, I owe a lot of uh, my development to that, and, and it's it's been really been great for me. So taking you back to playing for the Ohio Blue Jackets, the U18 team, and your coach, your relationship with him, and then playing for that team. Ed Ginger was obviously a big part of, of the whole youth uh, program in Columbus being AAA, like, which is the highest level you can play. It was a lot of work in convincing teams to come to Columbus to play a team like ours and convincing them to let us come there and play them even. So he was kind of, you know, my f first step into being recruited by schools. He was kind of the li liaison between the college recruiters and, and me. And, Obviously, he was a big advocate for me to try and get to the next level, and um, had a big impact on me and, and how what I what I am as a player, and um, you know, certain aspects of the game, being responsible, and uh, kind of drilled in uh, some of that stuff into trying to you know, mold my game in a certain way. So definitely a lot to uh, to thank for him. In 2009, 16-year-old Sean moved away from home in pursuit of his NHL dreams, landing with the USHL's Indiana Ice. I could have been in the middle of nowhere and somewhere in North Dakota, but uh, I got pretty lucky with Indy and, and it's been great there. I, f I find it really similar to Columbus too with, uh, I don't know, I just feel like it's, uh, it's a good fit for me too, like Columbus is. You're at the rinks all day and that's, what we were, that's where you love to be, so that's honestly probably what got me through it, being with the guys going through the same stuff as you and, and stuff. And, and at school, they, they treat, you, um, treat you really well and, and help you get through all, all, the, all the hard stuff, really. It wouldn't be long until the San Jose Sharks took notice, snagging Sean in the fifth round of the 2011 NHL Draft. I'm ecstatic right now. I couldn't be happier with uh, the organization, and it, it caught me by surprise a little bit maybe, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm elated. I'm so happy. 
take me through that, the feeling, you know, from you being a kid wondering if you'll ever play to actually being drafted. Yeah, I was, I was pumped, I was excited. Draft was in Minnesota, I went to the draft, and it's a little nerve-wracking, especially when you have to wait a little bit, but I think the draft is kind of like the first step in, in having any concrete, like, legitimacy and possibly playing in the NHL. And the second you get your name called, it's like they're, I still don't know if I'm ever gonna play. You, pre, you really, I don't know if you really believe you're going to. It was uh, something that you did not think was going to happen. The idea of possibly playing in the NHL, you could start envisioning yourself in whatever team you get drafted and envisioning yourself in that city with you know playing for that team. It all worked out. With the NHL on the horizon, in 2012, Sean started his collegiate career with Miami University. Sean loved Miami. It was, it was something that he aspired to for a number of years. He wanted to go to a school where hockey was the number one sport, and that was his dream. A path once shared by his father, Rick Corelli, who remains Miami's all-time scoring leader, amassing 101 career goals during his time with the Red Hawks. Talk about your dad playing hockey at Miami University, his influence on hockey and in your life. It was cool that he, that he was a good player, especially at Miami, and I knew I wanted to go to Miami also. Obviously, you know, as a kid, you, you always want to be like your dad. Tipped out front, score! Game winner, Sean Torelli on the deflection, and the Red Hawks will win it in overtime. Wearing number nine just like his father, Sean would keep the Corrali legacy alive. It was in our blood. It was in their blood. He had a good career in Miami, and being the all-time leading goal scorer in Miami is a pretty uh, great achievement, obviously, one I didn't get to uh, surpass, unfortunately. Tipped in and score! Corrali came through the middle. Um, it's all good. We, had, we both had a good time in Miami. With senior year in the forefront of his mind, on July 1st, 2015, Sean's NHL rights were traded from San Jose to Boston. Your rights were traded to Boston. Thought, thoughts at that time, going through that thought process, were you also thinking like, am I gonna play for this team? Or yeah, what was going through your head when that happened? Well, I had no idea. I actually woke up from like 12 calls from uh, my agent and that I was possibly gonna be traded. It just shocked, I, I was like, really? Like, I was kind of thrown into another deal and you didn't think anyone's thinking about you and then all of a sudden you're, you're on a new team and all these thoughts about where you were gonna play and the jersey you were gonna wear and all these plans you made in your head that these dreams and aspirations is just like no longer. And even, it ended up being the biggest blessing in disguise but at the time I was nervous about meeting all the new people. I knew everyone in San Jose and I just you know, I worked really hard to try and make a good impact for the years I was at development camp there, and you get traded, and you're like, I feel like you kind of got to start over. It was, I guess, my first um, look into the NHL as a business, I guess, where um, you are uh, an asset, and one team wants you, and you think, oh, this team didn't want me, but also another team really did, so uh, I got really lucky it was Boston, and, and I, something I didn't really know at the time, but as it went on, I, I got realized the fact that I was, I was really lucky to be here. Into the lineup goes Sean Corrali, keeping it simple. What was your first taken of like, holy moly, I'm in the NHL? It was all kind of a whirlwind. You remember a couple of the older guys coming up to you and be like, just trying to comfort you a little bit and realize you're going through something pretty crazy in your life. 
And that's something I've tried to hold with me for when you see a new guy coming in too, because it's your world's upside down. Even you know, I see a new guy coming in, nothing's different for me, but the the kid is is this is his whole life. He's been working for this. So the the, the big thing is just I lined up one in one game and I looked across and Steven Stamkos and then you almost don't believe it. it. You don't know if you really feel like you can play like am I allowed to hit him? Am I allowed like it's it's like a new thing and this guy is in, like was a an idol, a superstar you see him on TV all the time and that's kind of the first memory I had with uh, in the NHL and I guess it takes a couple little bit of time to kind of feel like you belong and you're you're in the right spot but eventually I think I got there. Sean got his first taste of playoff hockey in 2017. With the Bruins down 3-1 in the Eastern Conference first round. Sneak away behind the D, Deeks and scores! Clutch Corrali made his debut. Corrali scores! Sean Corrali's first National Hockey League goal! Netting his first two NHL goals to keep the Bruins alive. They are back even late in the second period. It was in the playoffs against Ottawa. I got a lucky bounce my first one. Sean Corrali made Justin want himself a job. And I, I was jumping up and down so much the guys were trying to like hold me, hold me down. He's hopping happy. But the second I scored again that, in that later that game in overtime. McAvoy shot tip. Corrali scores. Sean Corrali, the unlikely hero. I didn't let him get me on that one. I jumped pretty high after that. And the Bruins, out of sudden death, live to skate again. I was just at the tail end of it, and puck lands on my stick, and I pass it into the back of the net. Those are the, those are the good ones. You don't get many of those, but hey, bounced on my stick tonight. And happy that I did. Earning the respect of his teammates during the 2017 playoffs, Sean still had to secure his spot on the Bruins roster. Morale barrels into the attack zone. The shot safe. Rebound. Scores. Sean alongside roommates Matt Grizzlick and Jake DeBrus. It worked out great. It was, it was awesome. We, we had a good time. We were all kind of going through the same thing of every day it was, are we going to get sent down today? Are we going to get called? Like, we are obviously called up, and we could get sent down at any time. It was, it was good to have other guys in the same situation. Krug fires it into the pile. It pickles and scores! And, and friends that were going through the same thing because it's a pretty stressful time in your life where you just don't know what's going to happen, and every day is like the end of the world. Here's Pasternak to Corrali, he scores! You still want to be your best every day, there's no question, but it's not um, like it felt like life or death back then. The three of us, obviously still great friends, no longer live together, we all have our own place, mm -hmm. which I think is the way it should be, but we bonded as friends, I think, when we were uh, all under the same roof. Yeah, it would be helpful to have people going through the same thing. I think there's a quote that says, I love those guys, I just don't want to sleep five feet from them, quoted by you. So <laughs> good to have yeah. your own space. Yeah, I, I love them. I do love them. I don't want to sleep in the same room as them, but they can sleep in their own house. Yeah, and you see them in the dressing room now. <laughs> I see them every day, all day, every day, and I love seeing them all day, every day. But at night, I'm going to go home and you go home. Shot scores! Sean Corrali puts the Bruins up to Corrali a couple of years ago, an unlikely hero in Ottawa. Now it is by reputation. I found myself in the slot all of a sudden and just 
put it on net really and they don't usually go in for me but that was a good one and a big one and I think you can see by the way I reacted how I felt about that goal so if you want to know just you can watch it again I think this guy is so clutch you seem to be clutch Corrali I don't know if you've talked about this before but just scoring some pretty clutch goals are you I mean obviously if you knew why you'd Good all, time. all the time. Yeah. Um, but what are you just better under pressure? Let's talk about the trend of being clutch. Oh, I have no idea. I I wish I could do it more often. I really do. I do try and always do it. That's the thing. And um, it's funny that it just happens. It's so far happened in certain moments that have been that have been large. Bennington gave a rebound. Bar circle at center. Corelli shoots. He scores. I don't know what it is. I, I love, I think sometimes I said before, I just get lost in, in just competing in some of these games where the stakes are high and there's only one way to, to be at the top of your game is just if you're thinking about anything else, you're going to be left in the dust, I think. And maybe I'm just lost, get lost in the, in the competition of the game. I love competing and, and playing. And, I, and when I'm thinking less, I kind of just something happens and it ends up you know, usually being good. So I think in, in some of those games, I just, the game just happens and seems to just happen to me and all of a sudden uh, some good happens. As one of only 15 Ohio natives to debut after the NHL's expansion to Columbus, Sean's homecoming during the 2019 Stanley Cup playoffs was an emotional one. My first exposure to the NHL was, was in this arena and watching watching those guys as I grew up. So um, it's uh, it was a special thing to watch and now I'm ready to you know get ready for this game tonight. That was a good feeling. It was, it was a lot really to go back and um, so many family and friends and to go back into your own city and, and play in the playoffs. It's surreal. It's something that you don't think is ever going to happen. And so you just take every day and be grateful for every day. Tease it up, looking for a bank out in front. It comes, fired, they score! The Ohio kid, Sean Corrali! It, it, there, there are no words. Yeah, I had a lot of buddies that, that were watching the Columbus series and at the games for the Columbus series, and I couldn't get all of them to give me a definite that they were cheering for the Bruins, which I was little. I mean, now all of a sudden they're Blue Jacket fans, and you know, for the last 15 years they didn't really care about hockey, and I come into town and now everyone's you know trying to go to the games and ask me for tickets and stuff, but. The, uh, no, I would have liked a little more uh, Bruin support, but they were all, cheer all cheering for me. To so go back into your own city and, and play in the playoffs, you're kind of you know, just trying to focus on the games, and I don't know if I'd want to do it again, um, but you know, we got out of there with the win, and that was the biggest thing. But um, yeah, it was, uh, it was a fun experience, like I said. Glad, glad it's done, and, and we came out on top. seem like a very humble guy, but what does it mean to you to be the first player um, from that surrounding area to have played in a Stanley Cup final? Yeah, I th for, for me, the biggest, the most important thing, I, I think, being in a team sport like this is to win, and I always want to be on a good team. I think that's something that's really important to me is, is being on a, a good team. And even being a piece of something positive. Uh, winning culture. So grateful that he got to achieve a dream, a dream that few people 
no matter what they choose, to achieve a goal is tremendous and, and, and blessed. So when you go home now, are kids like, oh my God, the John Corelli? Like, what's the reception like for you there? Yeah, not, uh, not as much. I don't know. I don't know. It's tough to say. I'm not around a whole lot, especially. Um, yeah, it's, it's tough to say maybe, but not so much. Uh, I don't know if everyone really knows who I am or anything, but. Chisels it behind the net. Here's Wagner to Corelli. He scores! It's good. Hopefully I'm, I'm positive influence, obviously, on, and show kids that. Uh, I, I go to some of like the youth camps in the summer, and when they hear that I was at the same camp as them and I was in the same shoes that they are, and now I'm in the NHL, you know, hopefully it gives them some hope that they can also do the same thing. My Story is part of the Nesson Podcast Network. the home for New England sports.